0: Shalom, shalom. Welcome again to Truth Speak with Brother Yashar. I am Yashar Ben Israel, your host, your honored and humbled host. Humbled that you would join me again to hear what the Most High has to say to his people. I don't want to belay the time. I'm so glad that last week we got into uh, a... an awesome topic that some might have found controversial, but that's okay because controversy is a good thing. We want to debate. We want to talk to one another. Iron sharpens iron. So if you have something to say about last, the last uh, time that we shared with one another, why don't you go ahead and reach out to me at yasharjudaisrael at gmail.com. That's yasharjudaisrael at gmail.com. And let me know uh, if you have any questions or comments regarding the last uh, broadcast, and even if you don't reach, reach me at Yashar Judah Israel, you can reach me at uh, anchor.fm forward slash truth speak, that's right, I changed it, it's anchor.fm forward slash truth speak, I don't want to take too much time today, I want to just get right into it, because I'm, I'm excited about this this, uh, this this trial that we're in. Right now, defending the faith. I'm I'm, I'm I'm, ready. Hot off the presses. Yes, it is. I'm ready to continue and moving forward in this time of sharing. Come on, let's pray and then let's get right into it because I don't want to take too long. Our Father who is in heaven, holy is your name. Let your kingdom come. Let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give to us bread all day. And forgive us of our debts as we forgive our debtors, our, the people who have trespassed against us. We forgive them as you have forgiven us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil because belong, what belongs to you? The glory, the power, the majesty, both now and forever. Father, thank you for another time that you've allowed me to share with the people of the Most High. Speak through this vessel. Let whatever I say be what you want to say. And let everyone who hears hears what says the Most High. I thank you for this now in the name of Yahweh, Bahasham Yahweh Shai. Amen. I am about to continue to defend the faith. Now last week we brought up some good points. We brought up some points. We in our opening statement about the fact that Paul specifically said that even though they believe his lifestyle was heresy, his lifestyle was actually worship. He said, I I worship the God of my fathers, believing everything written in the law and the prophets. He said, I haven't offended anybody in Acts chapter 25 verses 8 through through, uh, 11. He said I need to go be in front of Caesar because that's where I'm supposed to be. Because what you understand is, what you have to understand is I haven't offended anybody. And if I have gone against what what I'm supposed to do or or offended anybody in such a thing, I refuse not to die. Think about that. He refused not to die. He's saying, if I'm if I'm supposed to be punished for the things that I've said or done, then I re- I refuse not to accept my punishment. I I accept my punishment. So I want to get right into dealing with what we're dealing with today because I want to make sure that. We are on top of, of everything that we're supposed to be uh, on top of. We're, we're moving at the proper pace that we're doing what we're supposed to be doing. So listen, listen, I don't want to, I got a lot of evidence sitting here. I'm, I'm sifting through notes and papers and things like that. I got a lot of evidence, but I, I'm, I really need to go off script. Right? I, need, I really need to do this. I really need to do this. And this is where the evidence is going to really be important because I want you to understand something. The biggest reason behind the lawlessness of this current society is because of the constant and consistent lies shown forth by the Christian consciousness. I'll say that again. The reason behind the lawlessness of today's society is because of the consistent and constant lies given off by the Christian consciousness I want you to understand why I say that it's not it's not that I believe that all Christians lie what I believe is that the Christian consciousness is a lie because the Christian consciousness says that the laws are done away with. The Christian, the Christian consciousness says that the laws were nailed to the cross. The Christian consciousness says that the laws are not for this dispensation. The Christian consciousness, and I, I've got what I wanna get now, I wanna start here, says that, that, that Uh, When a new dispensation that the law was the schoolmaster, that's what the old pastors used to say. I just don't agree. I believe that that the law is the schoolmaster, but I believe that it's because the law teaches you how to live your life every day. And what I mean by that is that you can't live the way the Most High wants you to live if you live outside of the law. If you live outside of his law, statutes and commandments, because his law, statutes and commandments are your moral compass. And if you don't live in that moral compass, then you can't live with humanity because the law, statutes and commandments teach you how to deal with humanity, how to deal with them with compassion and patience and meekness and understanding and forgiveness. All these things are, are very important. But the Christian consciousness wants to tell you that that, that love is the thing, but they don't understand about what love truly is. They don't understand that the love of the most high is 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 engrafted into his commandments. I need you to understand that we don't have. A culture outside of the laws, statutes and commandments we don't have a life outside of the laws, statutes, and commandments. we don't have a culture outside of the laws, the statutes, and commandments of the most high huh. and I know i'm a little I'm a little calm I'm usually more animated than this, but I'm I'm feeling a bit more resolved in everything that I that, that I have to talk about today. Listen, it's unfortunate that, that countless preachers and zealous Christians believe that God's eternal laws are no longer valid. It's unfortunate that they believe that because The only reason they believe it is a lack of understanding. Remember, what we normally say in the introduction, I know I went right into it. I didn't even go through all of the introductory everything this time. But as we normally say in our introduction, Proverbs 4 and 7 says, Wisdom is the principal thing, therefore get wisdom and in all you're getting, get understanding. Well, the only way to do that is Second 2 Timothy 2.15 where the Bible says study to show yourself approved unto God a workman that need not be ashamed rightly dividing the word of truth righteously understanding and studying or researching the word of truth giving yourself understanding the whole reason behind this is that Peter wanted to make sure that everybody who had ears to hear would understand that when Paul wrote, Paul wrote in an advanced manner. He wrote in in a way that that made it difficult for a lot of people to understand unless they they had an understanding of what the Scriptures said. Because back then the Scriptures were what we now call the Old Testament. But they called it the Law and the Prophets. So if you didn't have a grasp of the law and the prophets, you couldn't understand what Paul was saying because Paul spoke in a way that really dealt with advanced level teaching, collegiate level, like master program, doctoral program uh, teaching of the scriptures. And if you if you don't go into when when Paul is teaching. In his epistles, if you don't go into the areas where you got scripture references and footnotes and different things like that to try to decipher what's being said, especially you got to go to those scripture references. Because a lot of times those footnotes are given to you by people who are continuing a lie based on their interpretation of scripture based on their interpretation of scripture this is what this is and this is what that is but if you deal with the scripture references and go back and read what the scriptures have to say you won't be lost inside of the interpretation given in the footnotes by people who don't have a true understanding of what scripture is themselves because second timothy I mean second peter excuse me uh chapter 3 and verse 16 says, as also in all his epistles, speaking in them of things in which are some things hard to be understood, which they that are unlearned and unstable rest as they do. Also, the other scriptures unto their own destruction twist. The word rest means twist. The scriptures, So they interpret, they twist, they, they try to give you the scriptures by, based on what they know. And a lot of people these days give you scriptures based on what they know, based on their theological degrees, not based on what the actual scriptures say, not based on a correlation between the New Testament and the Old Testament or the Law and the Prophets and the testimony. What They don't give you that understanding. They don't tell you that to unlock the New Testament and its understanding, you got to go back to the Old Testament. To unlock the Old Testament, you got to go to the New Testament because they correlate with one another and they reveal one another and they give you a complete and true understanding of what the Most High is trying to say to you when He is trying to say to you that you must live the way He has instructed you to live if you want to live a successful life. I'm constantly talking about us being better based in in the Scriptures. Well, if we're going to be better based in the Scriptures, we have to understand that the Scriptures give us the instructions on how to be better. When He says, Thou shalt not commit adultery, that, there's a purpose for that because if you can stay true to him you can stay true to your marriage if and and, and, and I'm saying all this to those of us who have messed up in our marriage have made stupid mistakes and and made decisions that have uh, uh, uh brought on negative results when he says don't steal don't steal anything from anybody when he says To love your neighbor as yourself, man, this is where we start getting deep because we have to remember that love is the key thing with regard to the law because the scripture says that if you love your neighbor as yourself, you have fulfilled the whole law because the whole law is about treating people with the proper respect that they deserve. How are you going to be successful in this life? You got to give the respect that you desire. You gotta dispense the, the, the respect that you desire. If you go around disrespecting people, you can't get mad when you get disrespected. If you go around uh, offending people, you can't get mad when people offend you. So it's not about what what's good for you. It's about what's good for the for your fellow man. Because what your fellow because when you give the respect that your fellow man deserves, guess what? You are gonna be given that same respect. So what are you you saying? What are you saying, uh, Brother brother Yashar? What are you saying? I'm saying that, that, check this out. Check this out. Romans chapter 13, verse eight says, and owe no man anything but to love one another. For he that loveth another hath fulfilled the law. I mean, I don't think it could be any more plain than that. If you love one another, you have fulfilled the law. It's about love. What does that mean? Verse verse nine of chapter thirteen, Romans chapter thirteen, verse nine says, for this, "For this, thou shalt not commit adultery. Thou shalt not kill. Thou shalt not steal. Thou shalt not bear false witness. Thou shalt not covet. And if there be any other commandment, it is briefly comprehended in this saying: namely, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself." So, love is the is the is the great uh, uh, consumer or the great Correlator of the commandments. Everything is based in love. If you if you have the ability and the capacity to love, that means you won't treat people unfairly. You won't steal from another. You won't you won't murder people. You won't uh, do all of the things that the scripture tells you not to do because you have the love of the Most High. I, I promise you, it's it's a real it's a real simple thing. I don't have to yell. It's a real simple thing it's a real simple thing. We have the capacity to love and in that capacity it gives us the power spiritual power to fulfill the whole law and never walk outside the law, statute and commandment that the Most High has given us if we just keep that love right there so here's the so here's the thing that I'm trying to help you understand. The Christian consciousness tells you that that we we we're supposed to love, that we're supposed to love, but they're always talking about haters. Contradictions. I don't I don't understand. You tell you say that 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 the, that those of us walking in the truth we contradict what the word is saying, and that's not the case. Y'all contradicted it in, in the Christian consciousness, and I'm gonna show you how. Because they're constantly saying that the law is done away with, yet they want you to keep the Ten Commandments the law is done away with yet they want you to tithe law is done away with yet they want you to keep all the laws the sexual laws and all of these laws that, that are in the scriptures but then, but then they tell you that the law is done away with that's a contradiction so we have to keep going in that place of understanding that fulfilling the law is not difficult because what we're fulfilling is the moral law the moral laws not not committing incest and uh not being homosexual those are moral laws those are law that's the loss that's part of the law statutes and commandments that the most high has given us uh, Keeping the commandments, the Ten Commandments. There are other commandments as well, but primarily the Ten Commandments. That's part of the law, statutes, and commandments that we're supposed to have. That's part of our moral compass. You understand what I'm saying? Part of our moral compass is keeping these laws, these statutes, these commandments. See, the problem is we live in a lawless society, we're okay with lawlessness. We're okay with that. We're okay with not with not having a moral guideline to live by. We can just do what we want to do. And all we gotta do is all I gotta do is repent. I can do what I want to do. Just I just gotta repent. And you have no clue what repentance is, but you gotta repent. Part of repentance is keeping the law. Part of repentance is keeping his statutes and his commandments. Part of repentance is being righteous. Listen. I'm show you what I'm talking about. Is this the one? No, this isn't the one. Is this the one? Nope, this isn't the one either. I think it's this other one. But we but but as we continue to, to, to go forth. I, I want that to be something that's remembered. We don't have to live outside of the commandments in order to live by faith. Because the just shall live by faith. And faith, remember, let's let's go back to the to the to the purpose. Let's go back to what is faith? Faith is what? A, a confidence. Faith is the complete confidence we have in the most high that he will fulfill the promise. That he made with us. That he will do what he said he would do. That's faith. We may not see it right away. But that's all right. That's all right. That's all right. So look. Let's let's get into this. Why is it so important? for us to to defend the faith. Why is it it defending the faith? Why is defending the faith about keeping the commandments or understanding why we should keep the commandments? Well, I'm glad you asked. Romans chapter 2 and verse 17. Indeed, no. Let me stop. Let's first go to Romans chapter 2, verse 12. For as many as have sinned without law, will also perish without law. And as many as have sinned in the law will be judged by the law. Okay? So, what does that mean? Well, that's simple. This is what this means. For as many as have sinned who are not amenable to the law, meaning who are not who who choose not to comply with the law, statutes, and commandments? If you are sinning, you choose not to comply with the law, statutes, and commandments. Will be will perish without, you know, will perish without being amenable to the law, statutes, and commandments. But if you have sinned in the law, which means you have you are making the attempt to uh, comply with these laws, statutes, and commandments, you'll be judged or corrected by that law. So the word judge means corrected. Most people think it means condemned and that's not the case. It means corrected. See, when you're judged, you're corrected. Your, your, your behavior has to be corrected. And so the judgment of your action is the correction of your action. I see that you have, have sinned right here because the law says this, the law says that, but you have done the opposite of the law. So now it is my, uh, Per my viewpoint, I have seen that you need to correct that action this way. Ta-da! That's being judged. And we're supposed to judge or correct righteously in meekness. If any man be overtaken in a fault, uh, ye which are spiritual, go to such a one in the spirit of meekness, lest you fall into the same sin. You'll be overtaken by the same sin when you go trying to judge other folk for their sin. Because if if, if you tell somebody don't steal, do you steal? You can't steal and tell somebody else not to. You can't commit adultery and tell somebody else not to. And I've seen so many pastors in the Christian consciousness tell people to do things that they themselves don't do. Come on. Let's talk about it yeah I was a whoremonger in the Christian consciousness and I would tell people not to be whoremongers in the Christian consciousness what a hypocrite I was because I was outside the laws, the statutes and commandments being a single man I'm, I'm running around here with 37 different women not literally that many but I'm running around here with all these women doing wrong but I'm telling other people not to do wrong not to do the same wrong I'm doing I'm being a hypocrite you cannot judge anybody you can't correct anybody if you're not doing what you're supposed to do. So as we talk about becoming better people, we talk about walking in the truth. And the truth is that we've got a lot of things to correct in ourselves before we begin to correct things in other people. So we have to hear what, is, what we need to do to be corrected. Nobody wants to really repent. You talk about repenting, but what you really are saying is, all I have to do is apologize. See, we can say, we in the Christian consciousness, all we said was I had to repent. Well, what that simply meant was all I gotta do is apologize, and everything's okay. I come back. To, I come back on Sunday. I can sin all week. I can sin all week. I can sin all week. Come back to church on Sunday. Get hands laid on me. Uh, spit, froth, cry, roll around on the floor. Uh, uh, dance a jig for about 20, 30 minutes, and 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 throw my hands in the air and yell Hallelujah five times. Spit around in a circle three to four, five, six, seven, 12 times, and everything is forgiven. And I can go back out and sin some more. That's the Christian consciousness. That's the lie. But they want you to keep the Ten Commandments, but they're not doing what they want you to do because they feel that the only way to repent is to go and have some church. No. True repentance lies in 2 Chronicles chapter 7, and verse 14. If my people who are called by my name should humble themselves, and pray. Bring themselves to lower state. Take away the vanity from themselves. Humble themselves. Take away the vanity and the prideful arrogance of their lives. Humble themselves and pray and seek my face. What does that mean? Seek my face. Adhere to my laws. Adhere to my statutes, adhere to my commandments. The only way you're gonna have re- have relationship with me is inside of the of the instructions I gave you to live. Turn from their wicked ways. There is repentance right there. Turn from your wicked. Turn from what you're doing that's outside of the will of the Most High, and go back to living in. The will of the most high. Then shall humble themselves in prayer and seek my face, and turn from their wicked ways. Then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and will forget and will heal their land. Okay, I'm talking about sinning. I'm talking about lawlessness. I'm talking about law, blah blah blah. Well, I gotta get, I gotta get to it. I gotta, I gotta tell you, I gotta tell you why I'm talking about all of that. As far as defending the faith, I gotta tell you why I'm defending the faith. First John chapter three and verse four: Whosoever committed sin, check this out. Listen, and this has got to This is, this is going to be a deal sealer. Listen, First John chapter three and verse four: Whosoever committed sin, transgressive transgressive, also the law. For sin is the transgression of the law. What am I saying? I'm saying that the moment you decide not to o- not to obey the laws, statutes and commandments of the Most High you have sinned. The moment you decide to be disobedient to the laws, statutes and commandments of the Most High you have sinned. 1 John chapter 2 and verse 3. whereby we know that we know him, if we keep his commandments, you can't say that you are in the face of the most high, you can't say you know God, because we got a whole lot of people in the Christian consciousness who walk around here talking about, I know God, I know God for myself, I've had my experience with God, I know God, I know God, but the Bible says, hereby do we know that we know him, if we keep his commandments, So if you don't keep the commandments, all this, I know him, I know him, I know him that you're talking, you'll get that scripture that says, you say you know him, but then he'll turn around and look at you and go, depart from me. I never knew you, you worker of lawlessness. And why is that important? Because the scripture says that the people... Who are going to be those who are known by the Most High are uh, in Romans chapter 2 and verse 17. No, verse 12, excuse me. Romans chapter 2 and verse 12 says, I mean, chapter 2 and verse 13. Here we go. Romans chapter 2 and verse 13. For not the hearers of the law are just in the sight. For not. So in other words, the hearers of the law are not justified in the sight of the most high, but the doers, That's this is what the scripture says, but the doers of the law will be justified. Your faith is based in your work. Show me your faith. I'll show you my works. That's what the Bible says. Faith without works is dead. What, what works? The, the keeping of the law. <laughs> yeah. If you ain't keeping the laws, there are three things you gotta understand. Number one, you don't know God if you're not keeping the laws. Number two, you are a sinner if you are not keeping the laws. I don't care how much you go to church. I don't care how many Sundays you go to church. I don't care how many Tuesdays, Wednesdays, Thursdays, and Fridays you go to Bible study. I don't care how much you do. I don't care if you in the choir, in the show choir, in the adult choir, in the children's choir, in the youth and young adult choir. I don't care how many choirs you in. I don't care if you're a musician. I don't care if you're one of the preachers and pastors. The Bible says that if you are not Keeping the laws, you're a sinner. For sin is the transgression or violation or disobedience of the law. So number one, you don't know God. Number two, you are a sinner. And number three, you are not walking in righteousness. You are not walking in righteousness if you don't keep the laws, you are not walking in the righteousness of the most high if you keep if you don't keep the laws. How do I know this? Let's take it on back to the beginning. Deuteronomy chapter 6 and verse 25. And it shall be our righteousness. If we observe to do these commandments before the Lord our God as he has commanded us. So you can't tell me that you're righteous if you're not observing to do the commandments before the Most High. Because the Bible says that that is the key to righteousness, observing the commandments. Hmm. So I'm not telling you that, that, that you don't have any more time and that you just straight up going to hell because you're not keeping the commandments. No, what I'm telling you is you have an opportunity to repent, to, to humble yourself, pray, seek the face of the Most High by, by abiding in His commandments and turn from your wickedness. What is wickedness? Wickedness is the same as a transgression or sin or lawlessness. Wickedness and lawlessness is the lifestyle of not keeping the commandments. So turn from not keeping them and seek his face by keeping them. Seek ye first. Seek ye first. Come on now. Let's deal with it. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God and his righteousness be about the commandments. Be about the commandments. Be about the commandments. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. Seek his face. Seek him first. Seek his face. Seek him first. How? His righteousness. What? His righteousness. Turn it from your wickedness. Turn from your wickedness and seeking him in his righteousness. Turn it from your wickedness and seeking him in his righteousness. What does that do? That brings about all of the things that you desire in your heart that fall in line with the will of the Most High. You ain't got to worry about food to drink, food to eat. You ain't got to worry about something to drink. You don't have to worry about clothes your back or a place to live if you keeping the commandment. If you're seeking him first by turning from your wickedness, you're seeking him first by turning from your wickedness. He'll hear from heaven and forgive your sin, heal your land, and add all these things unto you. But you have to be righteous. Well, what's Righteousness. Observing to do the commandments before the most high as he has commanded you. So no more living in the lie of the Christian consciousness that we are not to keep the commandments. Because now is the time for us to repent which is turned from our wickedness, our willful desire to be disobedient to the commandment of the most high. And and it's time for us to go back to being obedient, being willfully obedient to his commandments. For hereby do we know we know him if we keep his commandments. Can I give you one more? About keeping his commandments. And then I'm I'm done. Now hereby do we know that we know him. If we keep his commandments. That's 1 John 2 chapter 3. I mean chapter 2 verse 3. And then. We go. Back to. Love. We go back to love for the fulfillment of the law. And I'm done. I I truly am done after this. The fulfillment of the law is in love. That's why love is a spiritual thing. That's why love is fruit of the spirit, because love gives us the power, the, the ability, gives us power, the authority. It's simple, it's to the point, and it's so poignant, but most of us never see it. We're keeping the commandments. Now, I know I went away from Paul a lot today, although I said I was going to deal with Paul a lot. I went away from Paul a lot, but that's all right because we got another week. We got another week to deal with this and we're going to deal with, we're going to deal with Paul and we're just going to go straight into nothing but Paul. In the next couple of weeks, we're going straight into nothing but Paul's uh, teaching about keeping The laws, the statutes, the commandments. Now, I gave you a couple of scriptures, but I have a lot more. But I really needed to go into some other stuff so that we can build a foundation and understand that the apostles, this is what they did. This is what they did. They taught the laws. They taught the statutes. They taught the commandments. Just saying. So in this, I want you to understand that I love you. And because I love you, I want to teach the things that the Most High has taught me so that because it started me on my journey into the truth. And now I want it to start you on your journey into the truth as well. And with that, I say, Yahweh will bless you and keep you. Yahweh will make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. Yahweh will lift up his countenance before you and give you peace. And I will talk to you next time. Shalom, shalom.